Yeah, thanks very much, Jim. Um, the, the, Keith has dealt with the legal aspects of the subject. I'm going to deal with some of the other implications. And I was head of the TUC Industrial Relations Department uh, during the strike. And uh, the TUC was not involved at all in the dispute until the Congress of September 1984. We were kept out. And there's two reasons for that. One was the memories of 1926, the tensions that there were between the miners' leadership and the TUC General Council then, uh, and who was in charge of calling off the dispute, who was in charge of the negotiations. Arthur Scargill was very clear it wasn't going to be the TUC. And the TUC was pretty clear that they weren't going to do anything unless there was some uh, a, a function in solving the dispute that was available to the TUC. It was a kind of standoff. Anyway, the Congress loomed and Arthur Scargill put down a motion. He'd already got uh, a group of uh, unions uh, more on the left than the, uh, uh, the right, uh, the rail unions, uh, uh, Newpy, uh, a number of uh, other smaller unions, Transport in General uh, was involved in a, in a liaison group. And they, uh, particularly the NGA, the Graphical Association, the second reason, had remembered the messenger dispute, the print dispute, Eddie Shah uh, in uh, 1983, where the TUC had basically uh, withdrawn support from the NGA under the threat of uh, a legal injunction. And so uh, the, there was a group of unions suspicious of getting the TUC uh, involved. So we watched. Uh, not very proud of that, but we uh, we watched, we watched Neil and Stan Orm uh, trying to put together formulas and so on. The sort of job that the TUC uh, would normally have got engaged in. There was a polite telephone conversation once a month between the, the then General Secretary Len Murray and Peter Heathfield where they uh, talked what the weather was like and said there's anything I can do and the answer was no. So that was uh, uh, up to the Congress. And then at the Congress, a statement was uh, produced. Someone described it as the TUC gave uh, Arthur Scargill a blank check, but forgot to sign it. Um, and the, uh, uh, the, 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 there's some truth in that, in that the, uh, the, 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 the statement essentially said, look, we give our full support if uh, to, to, in the event to try and reach a negotiated settlement. The two things were together. And after the Congress, that's, uh, uh, so I was then uh, deployed, employed, uh, to try and do that. And we were active in, firstly, trying to broaden the sympathy action and secondary action, particularly in the East Midlands, and trying to see what we could do in the power supply industry, what more we could do on road haulage, which had replaced rail transport to a very significant extent. Uh, we tried that. I can't say we got very far at all with it. Um, we, uh, the, the, the one thing that suddenly came up, and which was totally unexpected, was the NACOD's uh, dimension. And that, all of a sudden, introduced a whole new component into the, uh, into the dispute. As Neil was saying in September, uh, NACOD suddenly uh, uh, popped up and uh, were trying to use their influence, really, to try and get a negotiated settlement. And that's what they uh, were doing.
And uh, the, that, that, in my view, changed the, uh, uh, the dimensions for a period of the whole dispute. And for once, just for once, the government were wobbling. Uh, the government were nervous. The government were worried. Uh, could they get through if there was a national NACODS dispute, despite all the supplies of coal they had at the pit heads and the power stations and so on? Well, without Nottinghamshire and some other uh, pits, big pits sometimes, uh, that was much more questionable. Um, and the, uh, we were able to exploit that. We got talks going again. We went through the processes that Stan Orme and Neil went through uh, between the NUM uh, and uh, uh, the, uh, to some extent the coal board, though we tended to deal uh, with, the, uh, with the government directly. Um, the, uh, there was a, a line established between me and a fellow called uh, Douglas Smith, who was was Deputy Secretary at the um, Department of Employment, but he was in the close group, uh, the close-knit group in number 10 that met daily on uh, what to do. And the, the, the messages were, look, if we can get this word beneficial uh, sorted out and put down, the word that had cropped up in the, originally in the Orm formula, uh, then we, 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 there, might be a, there might be a deal here. There's something to talk about. So we were still uh, getting those messages. Uh, but uh, the, when NACODs uh, got everything they'd asked for, then they were in the dilemma of uh, actually, uh, are we going to just keep this going for the purposes of the NUM? And there was a conversation uh, at ACAS where the TUC asked NACODs not to make the deal. Uh, Arthur Scargill had denounced ACAS, uh, uh, denounced uh, NACODs just before, and uh, there was a hell of a row between the then uh, chairman of ACAS, Pat Lowry, and the general secretary of the TUC, this time was Norman Willis, about what, you, uh, with uh, the TUC being told by ACAS, what are you trying to do, stop a union making a deal that's got everything it wants? Um, and it had got, in the agreement, it had got this idea of a review procedure uh, around the, an independent review procedure around the future of pits. Arthur had blown that uh, completely out. NACOD settled and uh, that was it as far as talks were concerned. At that moment, Mrs. Thatcher put down an instruction people like Douglas Smith to the Energy Secretary, Peter Walker, and others, no more talks until they're back at work. And so there's a long, long postscript uh, with more violence, more desperation, uh, more people beginning to drift back to work in different areas, and so on. And um, the uh, very, very sad uh, process it was. It's, uh, you could see the scars on Neil and the scars on many others who were involved and uh, it was very, very uh, disturbing process. But literally the, at that stage uh, the die was cast. There was very little uh, for us to do uh, and very little to, except we tried to, we raised some money, uh, we uh, gave some office accommodation and all that to the NUM when they were in London and so on. And uh, it, but it was not uh, anybody's uh, would claim a finest hour uh, by any means at all. The implications of it, well, he was right about one thing, Arthur. The, uh, it was a defeat for the miners, was a defeat for the whole of the trade union movement. We lost our strongest regiment. 
and, uh, and, and, and plenty of people saw that and a year after the dock labour scheme was abolished and then Mr Murdoch uh, moved to Wapping and that did for the, uh, the, London, uh, the London printers and uh, it wasn't just the defeat of strong regiments it was the, uh, the fact that in a sense there was a loss of confidence uh, fairly widespread developing about strikes that this uh, uh, traditional method which had had a period of uh, uh, syndicalism had been quite strong in parts of the trade union movement in the 70s uh, but that this uh, was not the way uh, forward not the way that trade unionism was going to get anywhere it was a bit like the whole atmosphere after the general strike in 1927 and the uh, uh, and the, the feeling that we needed some new departures some new uh, relationships and uh, seeing John, John Edmonds over there and he and I I think shared an interest in what we call then the partnership agenda and whether that could be developed and again there's echoes of 1927 and the Mon Turner talks and uh, with the better employers coming together with the unions to try and raise standards elsewhere and so on um, and there was a, I think an increased recognition that getting the Labour Party elected was absolutely crucial and getting Neil Kinnock elected was absolutely uh, uh, crucial and that became uh, a major part of uh, many union leaders uh, uh, motivation anyway the um, it all seems a bit like yesterday to me and thanks for the opportunity to revisit this uh, this this territory mm -hmm. uh, someone said uh, to me earlier on there was a mole in Congress House for the government well I said well that might have been me uh, I was talking on a regular basis uh, to uh, Douglas Smith about what was going on and he was talking about what was going on it was all known to the miners leadership and the general secretary of the TUC and indeed to a range of other union leaders um, and so I don't apologize uh, for any of that I just wish it had been more successful thank you John